Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Ellen here. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We have a very special guest, a second timer, which I'm so thankful that Leon wanted to come back and talk about the new book, Expletives Not Deleted, last time. It was about two years ago, I think. We were in the throes of COVID or just getting started. I don't know. It all seems like a blur at this point. Right. We talked about your previous book, Celebrity, uh, which was so good. And this one is really good too. Thank you, Leon, for coming back on and talking about the book. I appreciate it. Brett, thank you for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. It's been a lot of fun over the past three years since I did my first appearance, watching how your show has really taken off. I'm not surprised because you're really talented and you do your homework, but it's really thrilling to see how you've succeeded. I'm very, very well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's words like that and support from talent like yourself and so many others that really just encourage and push and just make us all as artists want to strive to be better. You know, this business is insane. Yeah. And that's why I really love this book, because I feel like you say a lot of the things, if not all the things that a lot of us are thinking, and you put it into words. So this book is slightly different than your last book. This one is a, a selection of essays, I think would be a good way to describe it, where you discuss different topics. The vibe I get, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like you're. it's a bit of a, not a post-mortem, but just to look back on the last few years of your life and the time during COVID and just this world. The culture we're in right now is just so weird and different and you're just talking about these things. So you wrote the first book. It's, I remember you posting on social media, talking about you're working on a second book. It's a lot of work to do this, but not necessarily what inspired you. Cause that's a bit of a generic question, but where was your mindset when you were thinking about this and you had to decide, okay, I want to do a new book, a second book, but I'm not really sure 
what to do. How do you go through that process and decide these are the topics that you're going to tackle? Yeah, well, you know, after the first one, the first book was a memoir and it was too soon for a sequel to that. Um, I don't know. I, I think I was like kind of thinking about maybe I'll do some short stories, but I, I don't think I'm ready as a fiction writer yet to really go there. I'm still I'm still working up to that. But um, it occurred to me that whenever I post something on Facebook where I'm like either complaining about the orange guy <laughs> or politics <laughs> in general or, you know, general injustices here or there, it seemed like my Facebook followers always reacted and responded more to those posts than any other, anything else. And it just occurred to me that, you know, instead of just like throwing these things out there, maybe I should go deep and, and kind of dive into some of these topics that I, I math off about on Facebook and um, see if see if I can do something more than just, you know, be a wise ass, <laughs> you know. But also, no, uh, some that's of good. it is kind of autobiographical. It's not a sequel to the memoir, but there are a few chapters um, that are somewhat um, autobiographical. Yes, because in the beginning of the book, you footnote where some of these original thoughts were at first either quoted by general press or something that you wrote in a blog, which you do, or maybe something you posted on Facebook. The thing that I find so fascinating about people who write is that I've been told it can be one of the most challenging things to do to sit down and put your thoughts on paper but to be able to tell your story well and succinctly and concisely, I think is a special talent because you could just, I mean, I could write something on Facebook and it's a stream of consciousness type thing. And some people might respond, but you're able to do that. Your post always seems so well thought out. And as I read the book, I read it a couple of times. You seem to just really succinctly put all this together. How do you, how, when you edit these things, I mean, that has to be a nightmare because you have so much to say and it's all really good. And our mutual friend, best friend, sister, Kathleen, we talk about you regularly. And it's just, I mean, the question would be is how do you muddle through all of it and decide, okay, this is important and it goes together as a thought versus like maybe some of the important minutiae that you could maybe add later into a blog or something like that. Yeah, it's, I wish I could say it was a talent. It's really just editing and editing and rewriting and rewriting. I'm a stickler for, to me, you know, the first draft is the vomit draft. It's where you throw everything out there and then you spend the next 10 to 12 drafts cutting, trying to make it more concise, trying to make it more um, specific to, you know, what your topic is for that particular essay. Um, so yeah, it's really just dogged, dogged, you know, we get, uh, you know the 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 proofs <clears throat> we went through about 10 of these before we got it ready to to publish um it really is just reading it editing proofing reading editing proofing until and you know it's like it's what the, it's true what they say about artists no artist is really done with anything it's just it, the project gets taken away from them at some point right yeah i could still be working on it still be finding little things to make it better so how do you settle with yourself on a very visceral, emotional, personal level, when you have come to a place where you're done and it's ready to go to an editor or it makes it through that process and then it comes back and you're ready to release it to the general masses. 
do you have to step away from it for a while and just go, okay, it's in the universe now and I'm okay with it? <laughs> or yeah. do you look at it and go, oh God, man, I should have, or maybe your husband looks at it and says, oh, you really need to like, you shouldn't have said that. Or maybe you could have said it better. I just, I always find those conversations so fun. It's a little of both. I wish, <clears throat> I mean, I really wish I had had time to write about what's going on with all the anti-drag le legislation. And oh, yeah, that's crazy in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I would have loved to have written about that, but I just, you know, I ran out of time. Maybe the next one. Right, there, number three. There you go. Yeah, I, you kind of, the past few days since the book is, was released, I've kind of just had to step back from it. Thank God my husband, Lawrence, he's, he's just, he's obsessed with numbers and figures and statistics. So he's the one who's like keeping track of how many copies are sold and the reviews and things. So I can kind of step away from that. Um, for me, once it's, you know, once it's done and in the final form, I, I, I do kind of have to let go of it. Um, while I was writing it, I would like write and then take a week or two off. So when I would come back to it, it would be a little fresher than, you know, just constantly working and working. I do think if you work too hard, too long, Without that kind of break, you can't see the forest for the trees, and it just starts to, at least for me, it just starts to muddle together, and I, I lose my train of thought. So it is good to take breaks, step away from it. The nice thing about doing a book of essays, you can put one essay aside and then pick up another one and, and tweak and work on that one. You get tired of that when you pick another one. So yeah, in that way, it was much easier and, and more fun than writing a memoir. Yes, and I think, too, another theme that I really appreciate about the book is it's not, it's the essays and you're talking about different subject matter, but you're also coming at it from the perspective as an artist, as a creative, and also dealing with social issues that some parts of the world or some parts of cultures may not fully grasp or understand. You mentioned this drag legislation, which brings a thought to my mind because that to me, it just it's so mind boggling um, as someone who is supporter of the LGBTQ community and all of that sort of thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm an artist. I mean, that's at heart. That's what I am as a creative, regardless of whatever. And so, you know, it's just, um, it, it's interesting to me, the, I guess ignorance could be a term or the assumptions that some people make about that in there's so many bigger things that could be concerned or worried with, but we're worried about, I don't know, there was a comedian that was talking about it and they said, I can't remember the last I time. Sykes. Yeah. I went to a drag show where they were looking for boosters and high chairs for five and eight year old children at a drag show. So yeah, Wanda Sykes in her most recent special. So the point to what I'm saying is, I, I feel like that you just approach this with the truthfulness and honesty, which I think people need. And if we're talking about the orange guy or whatever the case might be, it's just one of those things. And some of the things that you say aren't jabs or pokes, or maybe they are, but they're just fun. It's kind of like, okay, let's talk about this, but it's creativity and it's art and it's up for interpretation. And it's just meant to, for people to enjoy, I think. And, when people buy the book, I hope they go to Amazon and write it a review because that helps you out and it boosts the the way that it's promoted and things like that. And 
I think it's great. So something new that you're doing is an audio version, am I correct, this time around? So let's talk about that. Oh, we're, um, we're almost, I mean, I think we have like three more chapters to record. We saved the longest chapters for last. Um, it's really been interesting. Um, I've never done an audio book before. And so it's, it's been kind of challenging finding the line, you know, you want it to be a little more than just reading, but you don't want it to be a full out performance. Um, I had a really good note yesterday from one of my oldest friends who just started reading the book. And he said, you know, if you read the book too earnestly, you miss the point. It's, it's, it's fast and, 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 and um, I can't remember the exact words he wrote, but that, that was my intention. I think, you know, in today's world, it would be so easy for us to lose our sense of humor. And if that happens, then they have won. Right. So, uh, for me, it was, it was about writing about some of these things, but, you know, having, being able to chuckle about it, if, even if you can't laugh about it, um, I think we'd go crazy right now if we didn't have, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and, you know, all the other great comedians, Wanda Sykes, poking fun at the things that are going on in our country right now, because it's, it's, it's a weird time. It's really strange. I don't want to like, you know, be one of those people like, oh my God, this must be what Germany felt like in the late thirties, but it's really hard not to think that. Right. No, no. I think that's a fair assessment because you really, you know, I'm, we'll be turning 49 this year. I have an eight year old that's turning nine and the world that we are living in now comparatively to when we grew up is just not the same. It's so different. And it's crazy. Like the things that I used to look at my dad and go, why is he so worried about that? I now look at it and go, I'm worried about that. And then some to a point you first and foremost, I mean, you've written the book, you've done so many great things. You've got the television shows, but you're an artist, you're a creative. I think it was a little over two and a half, three years ago. It seems so far away, but we are for all practical purposes, although COVID exists in sense of, the illness, a lot of the madness has come to an end. I feel like I don't know how it is in L.A. here in Colorado. It's like life, you know, is just so different. But how has it been for you? I know you work a you have a, a day job that you and that's always fun to watch you talk about that. too. <laughs> I find that so entertaining. <laughs> but how are things for you creatively at this point? I mean, the book has been a focus, but you've been doing lots of auditions, it seems, and things have been. You're in now, you talk about this in the book. I don't remember the specific chapter, but you talk about self-tapes and how the industry has changed now. And although it was a thing before, it's now more of a thing. And gone are the days of getting in your car, driving to West Hollywood, trying to find a place to park, go into a room with 20 people that look like you two that don't. And now it's all on camera. So you've invested in microphones, ring lights, teleprompters, You've incurred a whole nother expense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, when I was doing the series, I, when the series came to an end, I really, I was kind of burnt out. So I took like a year or so off and then I, you know, started auditioning again and it was completely different. You know, it's all self tape now. It's all, you know, actors bear the burden of, 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 you know, creating audition tapes and submitting them and, getting the lights and the teleprompters or whatever it is you need. I actually took a break from auditioning while I was writing the book. I, I'm just now getting back into it. It's, it's different. It has, 
we've not gotten back to normal completely. I did a play uh, in February on, um, it's called um, Theater Row in Hollywood. Yes. And there's a strip that used to be like, you would, you would go there and it was just, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, it would be jumping with people coming out of shows or people going into audition and just uh, four or five theaters, you know, and, and with all of them having plays. I would go out while I was doing the play in February and look down the street and it was completely dark. Not a person on the side. Wow. Theater is, theater is having a really hard time, I think, getting back. Um, both people being afraid to perform in it and audience members not really wanting to you know, sit that packed, I guess. I don't know. Um, or it could just be we've been so spoiled by streaming at home that we just we can't get our heads around the thought of actually going out and seeing something in public with other people. I, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's sad because I love theater. I miss doing theater and um, I, I hope it rebounds somewhat. Yeah, I do too. It's interesting. I think outside of all the things changing on the film and television side, well, now with the strike, everything's on hold again, which is so unfortunate. But it's good in the sense of people are going to hopefully get what's well-deserved. But I think streaming has had a large impact on that. And that's okay. what we're talking about now. And the nonsense of if a writer writes something for a movie or a television show, their pay scale can fluctuate based on success of it or not success. But if it goes on to Netflix, and I use this example not as a dig, but you have the Adam Sandlers and the Ryan Reynolds who get paid 50 million bucks to do a Netflix series and they bring their own team of this and that. And then everybody else suffers because Netflix doesn't measure necessarily how something's doing the it's hard for them to quantitate they've been asked about it a few times and have not really been able to answer at least to my recollection how they can measure the success of things so it's crazy but theater is definitely although it's quote-unquote back plays are happening it's still a bit weird i think for some group of peoples because of that reason i think it's more of just getting back to the idea of packing in a theater and then they were talking about, well, let's fill them halfway up and space them out. And the actress was like, no, that's a horrible idea because, you know, you want to play to a good room, not a room that looks like it's weird for whatever the case might be. Yeah, I agree with that. It's strange. I mean, I'm talking about L.A., but I know in Florida, I have a, a director friend, Ronnie Larson, who's wildly successful in Florida. I mean, two or three shows that, you know, running at the same time and sold out houses and and you know they're they're gay theater um hopefully he maybe he'll like use his power to help you know uh resist what's going on in florida but there are places where theater is really happening and um unfortunately la is not one of them yeah and there's a huge theater community in la too so yeah it's insane well one last question you've just been so busy and it's always fun watching what you both are up to the book if there was one theme or one idea that you wanted readers to grasp onto, because there's a lot of different things. We've mentioned a few here and there throughout our conversation, but there was one thing in particular that you want the reader to grasp onto or an important topic. Is there one that you can pin down that you want people to get, or maybe there's a couple? Um, that we have to laugh through 
all this craziness, but we also have to resist the craziness. You know, we have to recognize the craziness and see what it is. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I keep thinking about the chapter I wrote from black to worse, where, you know, I talk about how um, Obama triggered all the closet racists. Yeah. I guess that would be the thing. I mean, there, there's the book is not a drag. It's actually a fun book. I guess. It is. But um, that particular chapter, we really have to shame these racists and shame these homophobes. I know there's a tendency that people want to like cancel events and back away and kind of hide from it. No, I think we have to confront this stuff and um, laugh at it and make fun of it and 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 not ignore it because ignoring it's just going to make it bigger. I don't know. It's a strange. I thing. love it. Well, congratulations. The book expletives not deleted is available on Amazon audio version coming soon. Please buy the book, help support our friend of the show. And it seems like you all are doing fantastically well and it's fun to see what you're up to and, and all of that things like that. Congratulations, Leon on all of your success. And I look forward to having you back on the next book or the next project. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate you um, inviting me back. It's been Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.